The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Marcus Aurelius Meditations, Book 4, Section 27. Either an ordered universe or a chaotic medley heaped together mechanically, but still an order. But can order subsist in you and disorder in the whole? And that too, when all things are so distinguished and yet intermingled and sympathetic. So uh, I've said n- numerous times in this podcast that I am not interested in stoic metaphysics. I'm really only interested in stoic ethics in terms of how it affects our decision making, uh, in terms of how their deci- their teachings affect our decision making. So I was prepared to skip this, but then I decided to uh, do my due diligence and uh, look at Farquharson's commentary just to see if I was missing anything. Um, and uh, and turns out uh, this is... Marcus Aurelius making a comment on a huge machlokas, a huge disagreement between the Stoics and Epicureans. Uh, and then even within the Stoic school itself, there is a there is a disagreement here. So I'm just going to read an excerpt from Farquharson's commentary uh, just to summarize the relevant facts here. He says, The maxim, so familiar from the earlier books, that all comes to pass comes from the whole and is necessarily determined and connected, suggests the question, why should we believe that the universe is an ordered system? The opposed views are those of the Stoics and the Epicureans, which are represented by the antitheses of unity and unification to welter and chance melody, marshalling in order to mechanical attachment of atoms, providence to blind scattering. That is, the difference between law regarded as the expression of intelligence and law as the outcome of accidental occurrence, living unity in the parts as opposed to composition of atoms, a world divine in all its parts and in the whole against the world without the intervention of gods or providence. Summarily speaking, spirit, life, providence against matter, mechanism, accident. In book 14, uh, sorry, in book 12, chapter 14, and there alone, Marcus asks the question, debated within the the Stoic school itself, whether the order of the universe marshaled from a remote beginning implies an unalterable predetermination or whether there is room for the conception of a personal providence open to intercession by the individual. Here, his argument is simply from the microcosm to the macrocosm, from order and foresight in man to the same attributes of God. Uh, this is perhaps the commonest argument in Stoic writers. Uh, okay, that's the end of Farquharson's commentary. So in uh, in in our own terms here, this is really the debate about hashgacha, about divine providence. And the question here is, is there hashgacha? Is there divine providence or not? And then within the question of hashgacha, of divine providence, uh, then within that position, is there uh, individual providence or not? Okay, so the Epicureans hold that there is no hashgacha and there's no order. It's really just a, uh, what what Aurelius here calls a chaotic medley. And then within the, the Stoic school, there were the two positions of, well, there's definitely, there definitely is an order that all Stoics uh, agree with, that there is providence. But the question is, does that dictate an unalterable fate? Um, or uh, or is there such a thing as divine intercession, as hashgacha pratis, as personal uh, personal intervention? So I just want to read that one um, paragraph that uh, he referenced here, where Marcus really addresses the question head on in uh, book twelve, paragraph so it's really fourteen and fifteen. So he says, um, Aurelius says, either the necessity of destiny and an order none may transgress, or providence that hears intercession, or an ungoverned chaos without a purpose. If then, so now just to, let me just interject for a second here. So those are the three positions, right? Is that the necessity of destiny and an order none may transgress. That's one Stoic opinion. Or providence that hears intercession. That's another Stoic opinion. 
or an ungoverned chaos without a purpose. That's the Epicureans. Okay, back to Aurelius. If then a necessity which none may transgress, why do you resist? If a providence admitting intercession, make yourself worthy of assistance from God. If an undirected chaos, be glad that in so great a flood of waves, you have yourself within you a directing mind. And if the flood carry you away, let it carry away flesh, vital spirit, the rest of you. For your mind, it shall not carry away. Does the light of the lamp shine and not lose its radiance until it be put out? And shall truth and justice and temperance be put out in you before the end? Okay, so this is a really interesting approach here, okay? Because, uh, uh, you know, as Farquharson acknowledged, Marcus Aurelius is a Stoic, and he definitely does not agree with the Epicureans. He definitely doesn't hold that the universe is just uh, chaotic, uh, you know, random clashings of matter. So uh, so he disagrees with uh, with that, and I guess he's either in doubt about the... Um, the, the the disagreement within the Stoics or not, but you see what he's doing in this paragraph here is he's basically saying that that regardless of what the truth is, then there is the same. It shouldn't alter the way that we uh, that we act. It shouldn't alter the way that we uh, that we make decisions here. So he's saying if the if the the first Stoic view is correct and that everything is just inexorable fate. So then why do you resist fate? Uh, and really, the one who wrote a whole essay on this is Seneca wrote an essay. Uh, the title in my edition is On Providence. Uh, and he. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff there. It's just I, I felt like it was not really relevant to this particular point. Uh, but just one line I pulled out here. Um, Seneca says, what is the duty of the good man to offer himself to fate? It is a great consolation that our rapid course is one with the universes. So that's that's the Stoic position that holds that everything is fate. Obviously, they don't hold that your free will is determined by fate. They hold that everything in the material universe is fate. And then the only question is, are you going to resist or are you going to uh, to submit yourself to fate? Um, then uh, the second opinion that, that Marcus really says is, if there is such thing as Hashgaka Pratis, as personal uh, divine intervention, so then he says, make yourself worthy of, of assistance from God, meaning live in line with, uh, with reality, uh, you know, use your mind, use your will correctly, and make yourself worthy of that intervention, you know, so that's, that's going to functionally be the same as, uh, as, as living in line with the first opinion, and if God intervenes, then, then uh, to assist you, then, then all the more so. And then he is even Malamed Zuchus, he even, you know, gives a favorable argument on behalf of the Epicureans is that if the universe is undirected chaos, then you should be glad that you have a mind and that that mind should be your determining, uh, the principle that determines your actions and your outlook through this turbulency of chaotic matter. So I, I just find it interesting how he he takes these three views and and rather than uh, addressing which one is true, he says, regardless of which one is true, that doesn't change the way that we that we operate and the, the the way that we live. And I think, actually, ironically enough, in terms of the goal of this podcast, which is to explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism, then we can apply this same principle to uh, to what we get out of uh, out of uh, the, this uh, this topic as addressed by the Stoics. In other words, we clearly hold by Hashgacha Pratis, right? Yet. There is a lot we can learn from the way that the Stoics um, uh, uh, viewed their place in the universe and and how that dictates their behavior and their perspective. In other words, 
for example, let's take uh, let's take that first opinion that that the Stokes believe that everything is, is uh, in in the physical universe is predetermined. So we clearly don't hold that, right? But in the same way that the Stoics hold that you should accept reality and and yield to to inexorable fate, we too would hold that there are elements of of uh, of reality that we can't change that are expressions of God's will, and obviously, you know, again, we can we can make ourselves worthy of Hashgacha Pradas and change, you know, change our uh, our fate, so to speak. But when that doesn't happen, then then you know, then we are subject to what to whatever God's will is in Hashgacha Klalis in, in in general providence, and when we are subject to Hashgacha Pradas, that's also God's will. So in both cases, then we would we could learn a lot from the Stoics in terms of submitting ourselves to God's will. Um, and so that, that's something that is, uh, you know, is very, very relevant. And that's why, again, I, Seneca, Seneca takes that position that everything is fate, but I, I find a lot of value in that essay. Maybe we should go through it at some point, but uh, it's very relevant specifically to Eov, uh, which I, I've taught for, uh, for many years now. Um, and I think there's a lot that we can learn from that, even though we disagree with the, with the metaphysics of the Stoics. Um, uh, I also just want to note here that uh, that in terms of this machlokas between the Epicureans and the Stoics, in terms of whether the universe has order or uh, or chaos, and whether there is or is not hashgacha. So the Rabag, uh, out of all the Rishonim that I uh, regularly learn, the Rabag takes the firmest stance on this. And in his introduction to Breshis, not his introduction to Torah, his introduction to Breshis, he really he writes that the the entire Torah is a polemic against. This view of the the radical materialists and the Epicureans and the atomists who hold that there is no uh, order in the universe and everything is just a clashing of blind atoms, uh, which is obviously very relevant to certain uh, schools of thought among scientists uh, today. Um, so anyway, just wanted to mention that. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Link is in the description. Thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And sneak peek, there's a new podcast coming. Uh, God willing, it will be uh, released uh, shortly. <laughs>